right. In three, right. this time for sure. In three, two, one. Hey, wonderful people. Welcome to PCP, the Pixel Clicks podcast. I'm Jordan Pollock, and this week's shirt is brought to you by Loot Crate, who we are not sponsored by. Podcast listeners, remember to follow us at, on Twitter at PixelClicksPod to see this week's shirt in picture form. That, again, is PixelClicksPod because we could not fit the cast. But, as always, I am not alone. The master of improv and English, Sergio Lopez, is here. I've got a jungle of wires and microphones in my face right now, and I can't guarantee this is going to go well. The ambassador for the PC Master Race, Cody Franklin, is here. I think Sergio's become one with the Matrix. You might have to worry about him. And the Australian Thunder, Shane Carpenter, is here. I'm trying to keep Sergio alive. I'm basically his Arnold right now. His Terminator. <laughs> live, son! Come with me if you want to live. Uh, so this, this, this week is a little bit different, guys. We just have one specific topic we want to talk about, and that is, uh, the notion of games as a service. Uh, I, I believe we all have some feelings about this sort of thing. Um, so let's and just... I think it's relevant because you're going to see a whole lot of them next oh, week. Oh yeah, Definitely. <laughs> Uh, well, probably by the time you guys hear this, you, uh, you, you saw all the things at E3 and how everything's yeah. a service now. <laughs> Everybody knew how Yeah, Pulling back the curtain a little bit, this is one week before E3, so you'll probably yeah. be hearing this the weekend after E3. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, so, so what, what's, the, what's the general consensus between the four of us about, what, how, about games as a service? Like, for me, uh, for certain games I'm totally fine with games being a service but for most games i'm vehemently against it yeah same particular games it's fine um but certain games really don't need to be following that format i think for me it's generally uh kind of along the same lines you guys are saying where the idea the, the general idea of it isn't necessarily bad. I mean, you can do a, a good job at it, and you can do a bad job at it. I mean, just like anything. But the thing that I think worries me the most is that it just feels like another excuse to kind of nickel and dime people. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you look at it, this idea of instead of it being a product that ships, and that's the product, you've got to, like, the whole thing, the whole picture has to be there, like games have traditionally been. It's becoming more and more of an idea of, well, it's a service, so it's okay if this is missing the last 20%. We can put that out later. Yeah. And that's where yeah. this, this growing idea of games as a service is starting to scare me. Because there was a day when you could just buy a game and you had the game. And you might not get more game, but at least you had the full game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sergio, oh. where, 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 do you, where do you fall on, the, on this topic? Uh, times have changed. Games are harder to make now than they were before. Um, uh, I'm kind of like middle, right down the middle of the road where it's like, yeah, I don't really mind it. It's not that big a deal because, um, Gears of War 4 is way more complicated than Gears of War 1, uh, by virtue of just like being in the future, you know, um, yeah, that's that's one aspect of it. The other aspect, of course, you know, I don't want anyone to get taken advantage of a la Street Fighter. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, let, let, let me talk about Street Fighter in a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, obviously, we're in this weird 
kind of era where um, there is potential for a lot of shady stuff to happen. Um, uh, we've seen it and uh, happen a couple times, and people have definitely like gone out of their way to like, "Hey, what the hell, guys?" And they've learned they've learned their lesson um, because people are very outraged at it. But um, in general, I think it's like down the middle because if for the people who really want to take advantage of this, they are, as far as I'm concerned, caught red-handed. Um, pretty much every time and then they have to go back and and literally say like oh our bad we'll make sure we don't do this again so it kind of it kind of polices itself just because um the the intent behind how they approach this is kind of reveals itself in the fruits of its labor kind of like uh, mass effect right um the mass effect clearly wasn't done in a good in a, in a completed way and because of that uh they <laughs> Unfortunately, the team that was working on it now got put back onto B team um, because uh, I'm sure somebody told them, like, look, just get it out by this time and we will uh, work on it still and then we'll make it better. So we just need it out for people to get. Um, I'm sure there was that conversation. I'm sure a lot of the devs weren't exactly happy about that, but, you know, that's how it happens. And so because of that, they they obviously paid the price and it wasn't like. Uh, it was it was clear that that was the intent, at least for me, that they tried to push it out as fast as possible, and because of that, they got uh, they got a, a, a licking by the people who uh, uh, decided not to buy the game, and then they yeah. suffered from it. Um, a, a nice, yeah. generous licking. Yeah, a, yeah, a fat licking with a giant tongue. Um, <laughs> another- I guess uh, another, uh, Five minutes, another incident was uh, was uh, New Vegas. A lot of people liked New Vegas, uh, the concepts behind it, but it just was super glitchy at the time, and that's probably why it didn't. It, you know, overall, it was like it was. It's a cult ver- uh, classic in terms of uh, Fallout. You know, what I mean, it's not the best. Uh, it's not uh, the most favorite, but there is a following that stuck with it. Um, but when it came out, it got a lot of flack because of the, all the stuff that. It was involved with them not having it as good as possible. Same thing with Fallout 4. You know, people are saying like, well, there's what's the excuse of this being that way um, when there's The Witcher, you know, where The Witcher is so polished and all that. So really quick. I, I th- yeah. Uh, fuck Fallout 4. Continue. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. That's that's basically it. It's like I I'm I'm in this I'm in the light of like the people who do have kind of a weird intent will be fairly obvious, and the people who don't. Um, it's 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 okay, and I think most of the people who don't have malintent behind it are doing a good enough job. Where we're like, well, um, we have the game out. Sure, there's a little bit of flaws, but in general, it's pretty solid. And then we have these other things that we want to keep rolling out. So, like, I think XCOM and uh, uh, um, the Dark Souls are good examples of uh, mm-hmm. a service. Um, you know, those are very polished games, and they um, give more of what the people want and uh i'm for that you know as opposed to oh let's just fix it later which it has happened um and because of that they've received you know kind of like a beating critical and uh critically wise uh and also from the people who buy the games which is uh the consumers yeah yeah the thing that just that makes me worry about it is like you know like you said they should learn from it and not do it again. But I just keep seeing it happening over and over and over again. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. You know, there was a. Th- I just remember the old days of like console before everything was connected to PC. Mm-hmm. And oh god, me talking about consoles. What the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you remember the old days 
you you got a game, and that was it. There was no ability to patch it. There was mm. no ability to add DLC and stuff like that. Like they had to make a really strong, great product that worked day one. Yeah. And I feel like the more we're getting connected to this online thing is in this new evolution of like what we're talking about with the service thing. I just, I, I hope it's not going down that path that we're talking about. Like, I want to believe it's going to be stronger stuff like XCOM and, and maybe even let's like say destiny. I think destiny is a really yeah. good uh, example of doing it well in recent yeah. years. I, I believe that too. Yeah. And let's look at what happened to the Assassin's Creed um, franchise, right? Uh, they tried to cut corners too with Unity, and man, they got beat oh, yeah. up uh, critically and through the consumers. Like we just, they Division's a good example it. of it too. They got yeah. beat up at release, and then they had to try and fix it. Yeah, you know, After. companies companies that do do this um, do learn their lesson to us to an, uh, uh, to at least an extent because yeah. you know uh, Assassin's Creed took that uh, hiatus. Uh, and now they're back, and hopefully it'll be a lot better. Because you know, even uh, they saw it, their next game. Uh, what was the what was that steampunky one? Uh, 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 shoot, uh, I just that blanked one. out totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't remember what the newest that the last assassin syndicate. syndicate syndicate yeah yeah, yeah. Well, syndicate yeah. syndicate suffered because of the mistrust they built with Unity because they tried to service yeah. it. Oh know? yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a huge. I mean, you guys know me. I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fanboy, and I didn't even pay attention to Syndicate because yeah. of how bad Unity was. So yeah, that's why it's like I like yeah. There there is a bad thing, and exactly, Cody, you're 100 percent correct. There is that fear that people that they'll take advantage of us, but there there is a precedent that they will learn their lesson if they are shown that like no fuck you guys, don't don't treat us this way. Uh, um, and I'm not saying this to the devs. I'm saying this to the people pushing the devs to get it out. Yeah, um, yeah. That's publishers. what it really comes down to. Is it's publishers and just it's not even publishers. It's shareholders. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go route yes, wrong capitalism here, but <laughs> you know, that's what it really comes down to anymore. It's just like, I feel like shareholders are just constantly pushing. I want more money, and I want it. It's my money, and I want it now. Yeah, you yeah. know. And it's like yeah. you you gotta have a good team of leadership in the publisher that can fight back against that and be like, okay, sure. You can get five. We can rush it out now and you'll get your five bucks. But if you let us take a little time and polish it, you might get 15 bucks down the line, but nobody ever really seems to be able to look at things that way. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. It's like uh, bringing this out of video games into maybe something more people can relate to in in terms of movies. You have the Marvel movies, which it's headed by people who know the comic books and try to emulate the comic books as much as possible while making it their own. And then you have something like DC, where it's a lot of the decisions, it seems like oh, this is a bunch of boardroom people talking. They don't understand anything about the source material and they're like, let's just do what we can get money from this stuff. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it, and, it, and let's more often than not, it doesn't work. Yeah. And let's, yeah. and let's keep it. Let's, let's translate the same thing we were talking about to DC again. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to spoil anything from wonder woman, but wonder woman is a, is a sign of DC learning their lesson Yeah, of, they just can't sure. shit this stuff out and they can't just boardroom meeting this together. They, they need to trust their creators uh, uh, that uh, like sure they're 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 doing a couple of things differently like they're ha they now have a Kevin Feige in charge 
and uh, and now they uh, are giving more uh, creative freedom to the people that are making their films. And I think that showed in Wonder Woman. So yeah, in I agree. General, not just like video games, but this precedent of like the more you try to get things done quickly, uh, it's it's going to shoot you in the foot. You know. <laughs> I want to harken back real quick to um, Mass Effect that you brought up, Sergio, because that's really is such a good example of doing games as a service wrong. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know they haven't put out any DLC or anything yet, but you see them, uh, you know, people really crapped on the game, to my belief, rightfully so, about certain things like, uh, you know, the character creator being extremely limited and stuff like that. And you yeah. see them in tweets going like, "Oh, it's okay. We're going to put out a patch in a you know a month or two, and we're going to add more stuff to the character creator and things like that." And I'm like, "But you're literally saying we're going to put stuff that should have been in the game at release out in two months as a service because we can do that." You know, that's like the perfect example of doing it totally, totally, totally wrong. You're not putting you know when when if they're saying, "Hey, we're going to put out a new DLC." like another arc coming in or something like that. Uh, that's a great idea of a service. But putting basic features out two months after release, because we can do that because it's a service, is horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. yeah speaking of uh, horrible games as a service, Street Fighter V. Um, that's, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's that, was example, real yeah. that is Good the Lord. poster child of... <laughs> how to not do games as a service street fire five when it first came out i admit i i, I was trying really hard to defend it as someone yeah, who you were yeah i was <laughs> as someone who loves fighting games and and is big into the fgc and the fighting game community and all that stuff and i understood i understood what capcom was trying to do like, hey, let's cater to the hardcore fan base of these these tournament goers, the people who are going to be going to all these different events to play this game competitively. But sure, that 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 could work, but the fighting game community, unfortunately, is not big enough to sustain a game of that magnitude by itself. You need you need the general audience of people who come in just to, just to mess around in arcade mode, and you know versus mode <laughs> people who actually play versus mode with friends um for and for some reason uh capcom decided you know what let's not have a versus mode or an arcade mode or you know what let's just not have anything in the game except for a practice mode and online and online stuff and that's like basically all that was in the game for like three months <laughs> And then after those three months, that's when they started to roll out more and more content for it. And now Street Fighter V, as it is, is more or less a normal fighting game in terms of modes and what you can actually do in it. Like, I, I just got uh, Tekken 7 over the weekend, and that game comes with a full-on story mode, an arcade mode, you know, um, versus mode, online stuff. There's all these features in the game. So it's a feature-complete game. It doesn't need to have anything else added to it. But Bandai Namco, they're going to be adding more characters and stuff over time because, well, they want to cater to the community. They want to cater to the gamers who love the game and want to have more things to do in that game. But as they, when when they first released it, it's a full-fledged game by itself. It, it would have just been fine as it is, but they're going to keep adding to it. And that's the correct way to do a game as a service, not like the Street Fighter V model, where it's just <laughs> let's let's just let's just put out the most barest of bones 
game for a full $60 and then add everything else to it over time and also have an in-game currency and a season pass mode and all that other stuff. Yeah, and let's yeah. look at uh, let's look at that compared to um, Injustice Two. You know, yeah, as a full on campaign, you have a kind of an economy system as well, but it's for like little things, and they're and they're adding more uh, uh, fighters and all that stuff. I think yeah. that's like a good way to do it. You know? It is um, a good way to do it. Yeah, and even the service part in terms of like uh, like uh, free to play ish stuff of like you know you can pay money to get the stuff. Well, that's all cosmetic looking yeah. stuff and and i'm always appreciative of that like oh you can earn it or you can just you know buy your way through that and you know that's a i think that's a valid and good way of service in yeah and, that, and, you know. and taking it a step further with, with injustice you have uh you you can pay for these loot boxes that give you different gear for your characters and it, it does um it does let you augment your characters by giving them different gear and whatever, but you can always turn that off in the online modes. But it's still a thing that you could still put down more money into the game and get better gear over time. Yeah. Um, contrasted with Tekken 7, as far as I know, um, I don't believe you can spend real game, uh, real life money in that game, but you do earn an in-game currency just by playing the game. And with that, you can buy cosmetics in it. Um, so... That that's something that Injustice could have done better, but it it is what it is at this point because it's already out and they're not going to yeah. change it. Yeah. Uh, but sure. so far, I, I prefer the Tekken Seven model where it's just in-game currency that you earn in-game for cosmetic only um, items. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, this when you were talking about Street Fighter, it just hit me that games as a service done wrong just feels like AAA game companies trying to do early access without calling it early access yeah yeah (laughs) yeah pretty much you're not putting out a full product you're just going like oh look this is a full product wink wink nudge nudge yeah that's that's uh, 100 percent what street fighter 5 was it was early access yeah that's the thing it's like when i you know i i'm playing battlegrounds right now and i'm really enjoying it and yes there are stuff that's wrong with it but you know i can forgive that because it they they're telling you out front like hey this is we're working on it still. So, you know, versus, you know, a game like Mass Effect, where it's just like, hey, this is done here. Oh, no, the face and everything's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, God, that's the thing that gets me about Mass Effect. It's just like, the li- so many of the little things like you're saying, like the face animations, the character creators, stuff like that. Yeah. That's not stuff that you should be putting out as a quote service post release. Yeah. That's it's, the basic uh, it- components of the game. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's it's a death by a thousand cuts, essentially. And yeah. the thing is, uh, maybe, I, look, I, I'm sure there are a bunch of great people, but maybe they weren't ready to make a team of that, a, a game of that scale, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, they they were a support uh, a studio first, and maybe they should have, maybe they should have been given the chance to make their own thing that wasn't as high stakes, that didn't need to depend yeah. on within a franchise. Like, give them their own opportunity to make their own IP that they, that they can pull off uh with uh, what yeah. they have you know that's I mean? definitely where i feel bad for them yeah. it's yeah. like they, they they have mm-hmm. that core like they, you could yeah. tell they have some skill and they could do something good but they were forced into arguably one of the biggest franchises out yeah. in the last 10 years yeah. and a if... highly anticipated sequel yeah and you give it to this team who's never made a, a full triple a game before that's insane yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's as if yeah. uh, it's as if Marvel came to me and said, "Hey, Sergio, 
I know you've only directed uh, two indie feature films, but uh, we want you to make the next uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I would say no, because I haven't had the chance to, to ramp up to that uh, scale. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it's I not mean, fair to them, and it's not fair to you either. Yeah, you know? like, like, like they, this giant studio... Uh, Okay, I'm going to be honest. I might say yes. But the studio, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's a different scale. Like I would have to learn a different set of skills. And that's what they would do since they were support group. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. they have a specific set of skills. Their people have different interests. And to be given essentially like Star Wars, that's, that's insane. You know, uh, uh, like uh, for me. It's kind of like what, what happened to Rogue One. Uh, Rogue One was directed by, an, uh, I think, a really good indie director. Uh, but unfortunately, I think just, I don't know, it was uneven for me, the film. And, uh, and to me, that's kind of like what, what the comparison would be. Because uh, he directed a good film called Monsters. Uh, and, uh, and then he made like an, like an alright film. Like he would go straight down the middle in, in terms of like all the Star Wars films. Are and it's because he, he made... Godzilla. Was, that? was we that? forgetting that he made Godzilla before oh. Rogue One? Yeah, that's right. And I thought that movie was fine as well. Uh, oh. That movie. Well, the thing is, like, that movie wasn't what I wanted it to be. You um, wanted to let them fight even further. No, the the, the trailer sold it as something else. And that's then, true. Yeah. I was <laughs> yeah, like, oh true. man, I want this super intense, like, almost horror film because that's what that those trailers gave me and then it, it definitely was not that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that being said, I think I need to give it a chance. Uh that's that movie again. But either way, like he he did all right when it uh with Rogue One. Um uh and there's a lot of issues in terms of like him learning to do a film that's so important. Uh and and same thing with the the bioware uh uh support team you know they needed the opportunity to do something on their own um yeah yeah i've talked too much <laughs> no it's totally fine it's it, it's good to keep the conversation going as as you, you as you've been doing uh like and back to the street fighter uh comparison yoga fight like, like oh, jesus uh because of how street fighter 5 launched it it like it damaged the it damaged the fan base so heavily that even though it's still one of the you know most watched fighting games in the world right now the player base is way smaller than street fighter 4 ever was like and it, it's it's pretty crazy like th- this is an- anecdotal but i know a lot of people who i used to be playing playing street fighter 4 with like almost daily none of us touch street fighter 5 anymore just because mm. it's just the way it launched and the way it is it, it's it's a combination of not being fun and well just fun number is yeah yeah tekken 7 just came out the other day yeah their highest player peak on steam is already higher than whatever street fighter 5 ever hit yeah, like, and 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 for and and for good reason too, because Tekken Seven is a fantastic game. I'm really liking it, yeah. uh, and it it just it just goes to show like these stupid boardroom decisions only serve to damage games more than anything else. Yeah, let's and it, let's let's look at the end of Mass Effect Three. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, that was that most likely was a push of like get this game out, and they weren't able to you know, make the logic 
connections and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and, and Street Fighter Five having no campaign, even though they promised a campaign. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like, and to roll it back even further, like I, I feel like the whole games of the service thing started with the advent of microtransactions in games, mm-hmm. and it's only gotten worse from there. And like, unfortunately, wow. unfortunately, a lot of gamers were like, "Well, you know, whatever, I'll buy it anyway." There is a forefather <laughs> of games as a service, a game, uh certain developer whose game we're playing right this very moment <laughs> called Blizzard who yeah all of their games have always been very much services like services I was going to say would you classify an MMO as a game as a service yes I would have 100% yes. classified yeah. MMOs as a game as a service <laughs> I mean not, but, yeah as the forefather did. yeah yeah, like especially a game like WoW, you pay every month. Uh, was fifteen dollars or whatever? Mm-hmm, you yeah. pay every month, and you get a semi-consistent stream of content every month or so. You know, they 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 they're continuously adding to the game, and eventually they do get expansions that you do have to pay for. But it's a continuous thing that has been going for what thirteen years now, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um. And they're the, trying to de- everyone else is trying to DC it. You know what I mean? Basically, yeah. Like uh, they like essentially, uh, Blizzard uh, did the Marvel thing and took their time and learned this process and built uh, a system in which their pay their service what became a, like a service, uh, like a legitimate service. And, yeah. And everyone else just like, oh shit, I want a piece of that pie. Yeah. Pie, and then you know everyone's <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, how can and- I do this as quickly as possible? And if you just look through Blizzard's cat- uh, uh, category uh, catalog of games that you can play right now, they're all different types of models in, in terms of games or services. Again, yeah. you have WoW where you have the monthly payment thing and you keep getting stuff over time. Then you have Diablo where you paid only once and then there's an expansion. But generally you paid only once and you just keep getting content over time in, in the form of seasons. And then you have Overwatch, where you pay only once, and then you still get content uh, over time, but there's the loot boxes that you can spend money on, and it's for cosmetic stuff that you get randomly. Okay, you uh, have to sell your soul to all the loot boxes over and over again to get everything. Yeah. <laughs> I could yeah. go on a whole rant about loot boxes Overwatch. That's for a different day. Hey, yeah. hey, Cody, Cody, Cody. What's I, don't up? A, I don't give a fuck. I love that game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying the game's wrong. Oh man, I'm just I, saying, damn, I want to fuck is a greedy son. Yeah, and then I, listen, if I could just, if I could fuck that game, I'd fuck it. <laughs> hey, there's a uh, there's there's porn for that if you look hard enough. So. No, 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 no. They're like, if I could just get a CD and put it in my dick. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we've gone full time. Uh, yeah. I'm and, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never been to this show because we've been gone for a week. Uh, Sergio can get a little crazy, <laughs> and, and then then you have a you have a game like Hearthstone where it's it's always been free, but uh, you can you can you can buy packs oh, to get <laughs> quote free, but you you got you got to buy packs. It's that old style free to play in giant quotation marks. Yeah, yeah. You can dance if like, you want to. There's like, like a million expansions and like you well you can hop in you can hop in and do a free to play thing not spend a single dime but your experience would be better if you did spend money 
Yeah. Um, like it, it is doable, but you have to be a freaking hard, the hardest of hardcore people to yeah. actually stick through that whole game free to play style. Um, and it's, it's sort of the same with uh, Heroes of the Storm, right? Uh, I'm not Heroes of the Storm. That's uh, how I Co- say it all the time. <laughs> Cody, you can speak more to how Heroes yeah, of the Storm Heroes works. It's kind of, um, it's it's kind of like Overwatch. It's not quite as egregious as Overwatch with the new system. Like uh, yeah. the loot boxes are a lot more um, free, freely coming. I guess is the, the term. And um, there's yeah, a joke can, there. It, hey, <laughs> and um, like you can re-roll the loot boxes and stuff if you don't get something that you like and stuff like that. So it's a little bit more fair in my, in my opinion, but uh, they just, uh, we're waiting to see if they're going to pull the overwatch thing with, uh, you know, here's a bunch of new skins and stuff, but you can only do it. You can only get it now in this short period of time where there's absolutely no way you're going to be able to get enough free loot boxes to get those things. Yeah. You know, that was I, a big thing. The problem I had with Overwatch was that last, uh, the anniversary of it, like where they put 10,000 skins and emotes and stuff out. But, and there was absolutely inconceivable that you'd get even maybe <laughs> half of them playing. Inconceivable. <laughs> inconceivable. <laughs> you know, and uh, they just put out a video, literally, I think it was yesterday, with a bunch of new summer skins and stuff. And they're playing very coy on if they're going to be limited time only and whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. And, and then and then you have uh, the redheaded stepchild at this point, StarCraft Two, uh, <laughs> which but they yeah. kind of have a service going with them as well too, because they've, yeah. they've gotten into selling announcers and skins and that whole um, like co-op mode that they put in. God, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember what it was called. Commander, but... I want to say yeah, it's Commander yeah. mode or something like that, but I, I feel like that was Command and Conquer called it that. Yeah, I think it's I called Bitch Mode. <laughs> but that, that's actually been uh, super successful for them, surprisingly. And they put out like a bunch of different new commanders and stuff. So it's kind of, that it's a bit more of the traditional DLC route, though. Yeah. And, and yeah, and like, hey guys, remember when uh, Half Life was trying to be kind of service mode? Yeah, they're like, hey, well, so, yeah. I was thinking yeah. about that. episodic content. Is that a service as well? I would. You know, I guess in a way, yeah, it would be because I, I mean, look at uh, Square Enix's uh, Hitman. Um, it came or, out and what I was gonna say, or Telltale Games, yeah, or wow. Telltale yeah. Games, yeah, because they uh, improve, they kind of iterate on things in between episodes, even though technically it's supposed to be just one game. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. That see, that's fascinating to me. It's like, what would have happened if that if if the Hitman or if the one of the Telltale games just came out at once, you know what I mean? Because like those are very unique situations where um, you're right; they do get a chance to kind of build on each other, uh, and, uh, especially with uh, with the Hitman one, right? Yeah. Because um, like you could uh, you could tell that they took feedback with each one and tried to make yeah. it bigger. Um, so it's like, oh man, that's fascinating. I wonder how that would affect the end product if they did end up shipping it as one thing as opposed to like how they did it. And the the interesting thing is um, for episodic content, tell the way telltale does it and the way Hitman did it, they're almost entirely uh, um, opposites because 
I, I, I generally see people, who, they enjoy the Telltale series, Telltale games at the beginning. And then like the first two, two, three episodes, yeah, this is super great. And then the wait becomes a bit too long for the last two episodes or so. Mm-hmm. Then people are like, yeah. oh yeah, right. I have to play this. I'll, I'll just wait until the other one's out and then to play the whole thing. Or they just wait for the entire thing to be out and then play all the episodes at once. Whereas with Hitman, the way IO did it, uh, the rev was IO Interactive, the way they did it was, yeah, they put out an episode, and then as people are waiting for more episodes to come out, they still put out additional, like, uh, missions for you. Like, just, you know, like, okay, this, this week, guys, you have to kill Gary Busey. Yeah. Find Gary Busey <laughs> and kill him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want the Gary Busey from Point Break, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then they they did it that way, and that that, that helped you know uh, satiate people who are just waiting for more for the other episodes of Hitman to come out. And I, to me, that's the correct way to do it. That's how you keep your player base uh, active, and as, as they're waiting for the next episode to come out. Uh, uh, whereas with you know Telltale, they do always get all the episodes out, but takes a like sometimes with three months between the first episode and the last episode for the entire game to be out yeah yeah and and i think that only serves to have people like lose interest over time it's like it's like trying to watch an episode of the walking dead and you have to wait like eight weeks for like, the next episode correct me yeah. if i'm wrong so i have never been super into telltale games because i feel like i'd rather just wait until the whole thing's out yeah and so that's why, like, like Tales of Borderland, I didn't play that until like a year and a half after it was already. And I heard it was good. Being out, it was good, yeah. but it was like I waited because I was like, I don't have any interest in waiting months and months and months to play different episodes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, correct uh, me if I'm wrong, but yeah, yeah. you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Ice cold! <laughs> Man, you got shot the fuck down. Alright, moving I, on. Uh, no. <laughs> I think it's the same Sergio Blame Blame. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, Hitman, were those episodes kind of like self-contained or were they kind of a greater overall story? There was a greater overall story, but they could be taken as uh, just uh, independent things. Because I was thinking of the comparison between that and Tell- Telltale, where you know that's there's episodes, but it's clearly part of an overarching story, and so you're going to want to see the whole thing at once, and that that gap is more painful. Whereas Hitman, from the way I understood it, it was a bit more like you're saying, a little bit more self-contained. So getting it piece by piece wasn't quite so. Uh, Painful, I guess. Yeah, because for for Hitman, the story wasn't that important. It's just that you got to kill these people because you're a Hitman. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's like that's all that it, really matters. You get to shoot people. Maybe yeah, it, it, yeah. it didn't quite matter why you were in Monaco for whatever reason. It didn't matter why you're at this huge uh, mansion for a fashion party. You know, it doesn't really matter. You just got to kill the people that own the house. You know, it's just spoiler alert: people got to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it comes down to. So that makes sense. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, we we touched on it a little bit, but I do want to talk about Destiny, uh, in terms of 
Uh, <laughs> Destiny might be one of the yeah, most mo- mo- most important uh, games as a service in, uh, for consoles. Because that, that that wasn't really a thing that happened on consoles. Yeah, yeah. But that's why I brought it up because I, to me, I think that's really what is what uh, set off this trend that we're now seeing everyone talking about like Ubisoft and everything going into E three and presumably as we'll see this weekend or next week, um, just you know, service, service, service. Is yeah. How Destiny kind of pulled it off well. You know, they they yeah. did the MMO way of doing it without being quite so in your face about it and not requiring you to pay every month. Yeah. Which is hilarious because they made such a big deal when they were leading up the launch to continuously be like, it's not an MMO. It's not an MMO. But it kind of is. But it's not an MMO. Yeah. It's, it's funny how MMO went from being the hotness and everybody was making one to now it's almost like a dirty word. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it no, is. No, 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 no. It's like you have a massive amount of multiple players on an online game I think that's an MMO oh no but see it's different yeah. I think the problem is MMO came with a whole bunch of baggage with it yeah at this it point did. in time yeah. well cause it's like, uh it's it has such an interesting history cause um yeah uh when MMO started happening they people uh Blizzard specifically um kind of they didn't theorize but they kind of just set out like like they basically set out there's technically no limit to how many people can be part of your product as an MMO. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, because so many people were into that, right, They uh, that kind of hindered the quality and how MMOs should be working in order to get, like, the millions of people that uh, Blizzard has. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it kind of it went the way of, the, uh, of, like, everyone trying to become that service thing. And they just did it. They copied it, but not well. And because of that, MMO became, like, a dirty, weird word. Like, uh, like Final Fantasy twelve, not a very popular one. I like that game, but a lot of people uh, criticized it because of the fact that it was very MMO ish in terms of how it controlled. Yeah, especially after it came after uh, Final Fantasy eleven, which was, you know, the first online Final Fantasy game. Yeah, and uh, there was a there was a community of hardcore people who liked it, but then most people didn't because it was, well, uh, it, it fell into the the JR the Japanese MMO style of being very grindy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I not, not, not even just Jap- Japanese. It's more of just the Asian style yeah. MMO. East versus West. No, yeah. but let's be very yeah. clear. That, that Japanese, that, uh, that, uh, that Final Fantasy was the most JRPG ever. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it was. Like Japanese, <laughs> like the characters, the way they interacted, even though they tried to be some weird, like, steampunky universe they were just like hard on you know japanese it's like all right and i was into it i hard on for japanese yeah hell yeah you had a little boy girl who was the main character uh i'm talking about von guys i'm talking about von oh okay because he, it. you know, he looks, he's kind of androgynous. He looks like he could be girl or boy. He's not kind of, he was. Yeah. He was. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta give, you gotta give a sex appeal. It's a guy with his shirt off that looks kind of like a girl. Get that sex appeal on. It's true. Uh, there, there, there's, Cute there's a market. Boy. I ride it. There's, there's a huge market for lady boys. But, um, are we talking about Link right now? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Link is a boy. Go. He's a boy. 
Oh, is he? But what if he was a girl though? Yeah, then that would be then that then he would be a girl. But Link is definitely a boy. I mean, how often and how hard he tries to save a girl, definitely a boy. <laughs> That's true. He he is a tryhard. He's been in the friend zone for <laughs> ever. Years. Oh yeah. God! Couple uh, every, every incarnation of him. Well, isn't then isn't this one the closest they ever got to like romance? Like this one, Breath of yeah, the Wild. True. Very true. That's the closest they ever got to being like, maybe they're going to, uh, okay. Still no. Okay. <laughs> still in the friend zone. Spoiler alert. Zelda gets friend zone. Not Zelda. Link. See, you're doing the thing that everybody yep. does. Yep. He's not Zelda. Yep. They're like the main that's character such a dumb, is Zelda. Sorry, but that's such a dumb title. The Legend yeah. of Zelda. And then the character is Link. I'm sorry. I'm not, listen, I'm not going to disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> What if there's a Legend of Zelda where Zelda is the main character? I, I want there to be that one. I be really great. do. Because just call it the Legend of Link. Yeah. yeah, the Legend of yeah. Link. <laughs> oh, man. That could be the last Legend of Zelda game because it's that the turns the whole prophecy on its head. Because, you know, I, look, I, I went on a binge recently of looking up all the lore ever for Legend of Zelda. And I think it's pretty freaking cool of this endless battle of good and evil where they die, come back alive, die and come back alive because they have to face each other. It would be super yep. Wait, sweet. what? What? Are you talking about Zelda or Dark Souls? Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Uh, I mean, it, I kind of do want a Legend of Ganondorf where you play as Ganondorf <laughs> and you you're, you you have to kidnap uh, Zelda and kill Link. You know, I would, I would love that. Yeah, Dark as hell, though. Which it would be. Awesome. It, it'd be the it'd, it'd be the best Zelda of all time. It oh, might be better than Twilight best. Princess. Okay, guys. So listen, listen. I uh, listen. Uh, so I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I so uh, I I went into that that lore binge, and the coolest thing ever of what I learned about was that how uh, how so Ocarina of Time, right? That's where yeah. it, the timelines get split up into three timelines, and yes. the one where he. Uh, where there's one of the timelines is where Link doesn't really succeed, but he doesn't die. And so uh, he, so what happens later is that in uh, Twilight Princess, this armor is that Link. Yeah, that, that is uh, when Link, uh, it's when Link goes back to the past. So he's uh, a young Link and he fails during Majora's Mask. That's when he becomes that the 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 armor in Twilight Princess. God. I'm just saying that's so cool. It's it's cool. No, it's super cool. Oh, Wear God. yourself. Yeah, I'm you're myself with myself. It, it's just that like they carried over a storyline. That's so cool. You know, it's like yeah. they kind maybe they did plan it, even though it looks like a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, no, they <laughs> they did. I guarantee they did not plan it at all. It just kind know. of. It just kind of like I know uh, ended up that way. It's the whole thing of like, what if they did? That's so cool to me. Yeah, uh, no. If if they, if they like at Nintendo headquarters, they just have a giant mural of the timeline, and they're like, like, all right, next game's gonna be right here where uh, this this event happens. All right, guys, let's make it now. <laughs> you know, that that'd be that would be cool. Um. And of course, they have Skyward Sword all day at the beginning because that was the first one. That, see, and that's it's... a cool one. I like that. I like the whole thing. Like, I will curse you, so I will fight over and over again. And just like, yeah. man, Link just does not catch a break. He's he so does good. not. 
first he's stuck with with, with fee fi however you want to call her fofum mm-hmm. uh and you you know you create the master sword in skyward sword and then oh, so then, cool. then you fight demise and it turns out demise is really ganon and yeah ganon curses you so yeah i'm gonna continue fan. the fight forever I'm a huge fan of like complex lore. Like when things like that happen, I just get like uh, a raging hard on for lore. You know, it's just like, oh man, tell me how this stuff connects. Oh, Speaking yeah. about uh, complicated storylines and hard ons, how's that Dark Souls going? Oh man, that thing's so complicated. When, <laughs> listen, I I I had my lore hard on when I went and defeated Arturus. Uh, and then came back, and the puppy recognized me. I was like, oh, yes. Yep. Fuck yes. Yep. Please, <laughs> tell me more. Uh, and then the oh, when you come back, when you come back to that one city in the third one, please, please, show me your building breasts. <laughs> back, to, uh, back to service games. Uh, we're talking about <laughs> Destiny, right? Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> Destiny. Um, I don't remember how the hell we got to it, to like Zelda and cross-dressing, and you know what? No idea. Speaking, yeah, of, which, Zelda like cross- oh, speaking of which, Link cross-dresses uh, in the Breath of the Wild. Yes, yep. he does. He does. Spoiler he does. alert. And uh, Cloud. It's a weird thing. Yep. It's, very it's weird. A weird. It's a weird. It's a weird game and universe. Supposedly, uh, they kept that in in the remake for uh, Final Fantasy VII. I can't wait! Oh my god, I want him. I want there to be a scene like where That's Cloud not coming out until like twenty twenty. Right? I know. I don't care. I just want it to come out eventually. But hey. I just, I, I just, I just really want the scene where Cloud walks out of the dressing room and he's dressed up as lightning, and he's like, "This isn't going to work." And he goes oh, back in, then changes god. into a different outfit. That would be the best scene in the world. You know what, Shane? Why don't you just Kill shut me. the fuck up? <laughs> Lightning does not deserve to be where she is in the Final she, Fantasy universe. She she doesn't, but her name is literally Lightning because the guy who created her wanted to have a female cloud. You know, think what? about the names, guys. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't notice that. You didn't notice that. Here, oh, listen. This is this is what Lightning in is. Lightning is what Microsoft tried to do with Locke. True. Yes, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. And 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 the and the funny thing is, uh, the way they designed Lightning is they totally misunderstood the character of Cloud. Cloud, yeah, and he's a happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah, he really was. And then they kind of fucked that all up with Kingdom Hearts and Advent Children. No, no, and then they're like, they, let's make Lightning. <laughs> no, Advent Children is the thing that messed it up. Because uh, uh, yeah, okay, look, half of the movie, half of the game, half of Final Fantasy VII, he was a moody guy. Right. He was, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's not beat around the bush. He was a moody guy half of the game. But the first half, he was like a funny, happy-go-lucky guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, he only got moody because, well, well you know, girl he was in love with got killed in front of him. Spoiler but, you know, whatever. Alert, I don't care. It, was, it came out in 1987. I don't know. 1997. 1973. 1943. I, I was seven years old. It was 1997. I was and I played that game. <laughs> you guys are young. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so destiny uh personally i it, it could no, um, i like that game a lot i think it's good i'm not a huge fan of vanilla Destiny. well everyone knows i'm not a huge fan of vanilla destiny it got yeah. better not even bungie is because they got rid of the voice actors 
Oh, God. It got better with the Taken King, but at that point, I think the damage was done already. <laughs> yeah, but it, was I, for, it was done for Jordan. Definitely for me. Uh, I still feel like, though, instead of having a full-on Destiny 2, they should have just kept it as the single game and just kept adding to it with paid expansions. Oh, okay. Personally. So, the reason that they had to split away from it, as far as I understood it, is because they were still actually being limited in a hardware way because they were still having to create content that catered to last gen because there was uh, Xbox 360 and PS3 versions. Yeah, I I thought they stopped that with Rise of Iron. I thought that one was specifically Mm. for PS4 and Xbox One. And it helped a little bit, but it was still slowing down their ability to actually put content out quickly. Uh, I gotcha. So, at least as far as I understood from like reading like interviews with the devs and stuff, they're basically like, "Yeah, we're going to Destiny 2 because this is basically going to allow us to pump out as much content as we want as fast as we can without the restrictions that we had in Destiny One." Which is what happened with Half Life. <laughs> They're like, hey, we'll give you more Half Life if we just split it up into episodes. Ah! <laughs> and we saw how that went. And as we yeah, know, we saw how that went. Yeah. Oh man, there's a great like uh, article from Game Informer just talking about like how all the devs are just saying like, yeah, Half Life is dead, and it's just, it's 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 a really good one. I like it. <laughs> great story about how good millions story. of nerds have been fucking murdered. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, just like oh man, I had I I er, no one will ever forget that ending to episode two. It's it's one of the most perfect endings ever in terms of like such it sets you up. You're ready. Let's end this, and you never do though. But you know, (laughs) the worst yeah cliffhanger of all time. Yeah, you know I I I still have yet to play Half Life at all. Uh, you know what? All. It's like, look, it it is. I'm gonna be honest with you. It to some people, it's a very boring game. Like I, I remember, I remember I was playing uh like the, I think the alpha build of Black Mesa. I was enjoying it. I was having a fun time with that. Oh yeah, Black Mesa's Black Mesa's dope. I like black tables. Um, what are you gonna say, Cody? They're both um the original, and to you have to consider are very much products of their time yeah. because um, at the end of the day, Half-Life and maybe not Half-Life 1, but Half-Life 2, it's very much a tech demo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they made a really strong game, but it was essentially built around the idea of like, hey, we can do gravity stuff now with video games. Let's make a whole game about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and that even a lot of their puzzles before you even get the gravity gun yeah. are very physics-based. And now that that's like a standard thing in games, you, you kind know, of it loses kind of its yeah. luster. And also, though, their facial animation is still pretty unparalleled. Like, yeah. oh man, you go back and you just watch their faces as they talk. It games today can't even match that. Oh no! Why here? Versus Half Life Two. What the fuck? I know. I, I hear Injustice Two is pretty good. Which is still a, fuck, yeah. a fucking fighting game. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that yeah, game is way, like, the campaign and the animations and stuff 
are way too good for a fighting game. It's See that? So that's the thing. So a lot of a lot of developers change over time, and it's like, oh man, just like Nether Realms has just fucking they've like the way they decided to grow was just like let's up how much we're able to present. Uh, so like uh, the Mortal Kombat game, this uh, and the Injustice games are just like their presentation is like un- unmatched when it comes to fighting games, and it's. Uh, I love that kind of evolution in, of how they did it and tying it back to everything. You know, this is them uh, approaching quality in a way that um, their service doesn't get in the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think uh, I think we about hit the uh, end of this one, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're at that point in get to where we just start talking about random stuff. Yeah. It's fun, but the end is near. Yes, the end is. Yeah. Uh, uh... So anyway, Zelda cross dresses as a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'll be next game, Sergio. I'm just saying. I'm, like, the I mean, it's true. it's true. She does. Yeah. <laughs> Zelda, Link, and Cloud coincidence? I don't know. I don't it think is so. It's <laughs> too spooky. It's not gonna surprise me when Sora cross dresses. Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be the best world. Yeah, he's gonna go <laughs> in, in Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, when that comes out, when that game comes out, when we're fifty five. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say whenever that and game comes out, which is thing. never. Here's the thing: the director of that game says like. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is the last of this trilogy, but we plan more after that. No, you're not, because you can't even finish this trilogy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a, it was supposed to be a trilogy, then there ends up being like six, eight games? Eight, ten. There's a lot. Uh, see, there, there's, there's down all the... one and two, Dream Drop Distance, Birth by Sleep, three, five, eight over two... Um, I got. I got to tell you, chain of memories. Hey, let, let's keep it real, guys. Those a lot of those games are great. Uh, three, yeah, five, no, they're, they're they're really fun games. Three five eight but, two is super dope. That one, but, that one almost made me cry at the end. But dope. but but you have to get through so much bullshit in that game to get to the ending. Uh, all of those games, you have to get through a little bit of bullshit. That's true. That's, that's very true. Listen, we're, look, we're talking about JRPGs. All right. And yeah, guys, that's that's an action JRPG, and it still has like all the weight of an RP, of a JRPG in terms of like the the slog area. Uh, all I'm trying to say is just when you walk away, you don't hear me say, "Please, oh baby, don't go." I, Simple I, and cleans way they make me feel tonight. Five, three five over t- whatever that stupid title. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is three a five really eight over two title. Yeah, I was like, "Oh baby, please don't leave me." Baby, baby, we were starting to get to know each other. Oh, baby. S- simple and clean is the way that you're making me feel tonight. Yeah, they it's need, hard to let it go. They've been playing that song for eight games. Yeah. They gotta, and they they still have not done any better. <laughs> look, I know we're going to end this podcast real soon, but Jordan, what are the odds that they either remix or make a new song by that lady? Um. Well, they already remixed that song. Yeah, for... but I mean, I mean for part three. Oh, I totally forgot about Kingdom Hearts 2.8. Yep. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's the seventh, the eighth game. In well, the... <laughs> well, here's the thing. Look, they, they made the first song, okay, for the first yeah. game. They made a new song for the second game. Will they make a no. new song for the third game? Yeah, yeah Utada's going to come back for the third game. She'll, she definitely will. Yeah, but will she, say, will she just sing a remixed version of that, or will they, she sing a new song? 
No, it's gonna be a new song. Okay, it's better. Because it, it, it's a main, it's it's a it, it's a title in the main series. They they have to do a new song for it. Yeah, I, I pumped that second song fucking loud. Yeah, it was called Passion in English and Sanctuary in Japanese. Nope, I had that backwards. Sanctuary in English, Passion in Japanese. Anyway, this has been PCP the Pixel Clicks podcast. <laughs> And then I'll let the thing roll in the background. <laughs> oh, we're not going to say what, our, what we're playing right now? No. Nope. Okay. We're not doing the regular one. Hey, guys, I'm playing Diablo 3 right now. Okay. <laughs> Literally. Well, you're going to be playing it on your own right now, buddy. All right. Get me to and, 70. Uh, Get me to 70. We, no. I'm, I'm, I'm six away. Get me to 70. No. Only six. <laughs> I'm going. Going. Alright, I'm gonna stop recording now. Yeah. The Pixel Clicks podcast was created by Cody Franklin, Sergio Lopez, Shane Carpenter, and Jordan Pollock. The intro and outro music is Dancing is Permitted by Deck Tonic. To see this week's shirt, follow us on Twitter at PixelClicksPod, that is PixelClicksPod because we could not fit the cast, or find us on Facebook, just search for PixelClicksPodcast. Cody Franklin is at Cody underscore Franklin underscore. Sergio Lopez is at Yes Sergio. Shane Carpenter is at Cartoonic21. And Jordan Pollock is at Jordan is a Bear. If you like this show, tell your friends about it, your family, your co-workers, your neighbors. We want this show to grow as much as possible. We love the show, and we love you guys listening to the show. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. This has been PCP, the Pixel Clicks podcast.